We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thanks for joining us again today. My name is Dan Connick, and today I am joined by my two fearless co-hosts. I've got my partners, Matt Fralick and Janelle Mackey. Guys, how are we doing today? The vote of confidence of fearless. That was nice. I like that. That's that's new. you got to be fearless to work with me as long as you guys have. That's true. That might be true. Janelle, what's going on? Yeah, nothing much. Just, you know... School year's almost over, so kind of my last hectic week of work. But other than that, nothing really. Are you throwing a party for yourself? I remember having yeah. parties back in the day. I mean, <laughs> I, think I know I deserve one, but I I agree. <laughs> Maybe I'll just ask my dad to make me a special dinner and call it good. There yeah. you go. Simple times. Yeah. Don't need, you don't need to overload on Pringles or Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'll have a nice dinner. That, exactly. That's smart of you. I'm an adult now, Matt. Okay. <laughs> I respect. I respect it. Wait. Here's the, here's the question though. Like, what's the go to like, uh, like celebratory dinner? Oh, uh, in our family, it's ribs. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So nice. that might be pushing it though, but we'll see. I think you. I think you deserve it. We all <laughs> deserve a rib night right now. I don't want to turn this episode into a pack a day podcast like barbecue tutorial, but like. <laughs> Like, I've never actually grilled ribs on a grill as a grown man. Never have done that. I feel like that's something I need to do. Here's what you do. You you bake them 
to start mm, off with. I've heard that technique. And then, then you go straight to the grill, and that's where you sauce those bad boys up, and that's where you get the flavor from. Got it. There it is. Yeah. I'm already on my way. I can't wait. Yeah. Trust me. And if you're like me, you do it with the briquettes on your Miller Lite grill, like a true American does it. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. But Third- enough... Yeah, enough grilling tips. Now that everyone's salivating. Yeah, now that we've got everyone's palates ready. Um, Before we jump into our topic today, uh, just a very small news from Packerland. Uh, The Packers announced uh, this morning, or Monday morning, that they signed uh, their six-round draft pick, one of the six-round draft picks, um, Simon Stepaniak, the offensive lineman out of Indiana. He was the 209th pick. Um, played all of his games at right guard. It means now that the Packers have signed three of their nine uh, 2020 draft picks. Um, Jonathan Garvin and Vernon Scott were both signed. Uh, well, Vernon Scott was signed this past weekend, but those were the first two. So it looks like um, like the next few. It looks like they're really just working their way back from like the the back of the pack up. But uh, is that normal? I noticed that trend too. Like, is that normal that they work from the back up? And I guess I think it probably definitely affects like the first and second round picks because it matters where everyone else signs in the league. Like that was the, you know, in the first round, second round. But yeah, that is weird to work backwards and forward. I don't know. I mean, you might, you might run out of money when you get to the third round. Last year, I thought, didn't they sign everybody just all at once? Or was that like, I feel like they've usually done that. Maybe that's me not remembering anything from the last year, but I feel like it's usually not this staggered. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's weird. Like, I don't know if, like, I'm going to be, this is reckless speculation because I am not the person to talk to about cap things whatsoever. But, like, you just kind of, I guess maybe I just kind of wonder, like, does it have anything to do with Lane Taylor uh, restructuring his deal? which saves the team cap space. Like, does it make any difference that you're working from the back up to save yourself, you know, as much money as possible as you keep going through to look at the free agent market? Like, I have no idea what any of this means. Like, it's like reading tea, uh, tea leaves to me. And that's why we record podcasts, Dan. Exactly. <laughs> because, <laughs> and this is why you listen to the Back of Day podcast, because we are, we are clearly the top top echelon of football Packer knowledge, um, which I think is the perfect uh, segue into our topic today, a completely theoretical, hypothetical discussion mm-hmm. um, that really has no bearing on the real world whatsoever. But at this point, I am ready to talk about anything other than the real world. Um, so today we're playing a big game of uh, sit them, start them, and cut them. So... Each of us has been given a position group on the team, and we have to pick three players from Packers history overall, players that uh, we'll pick three from each group, and we all have to decide which one that we would start, which one we would sit, and which one we would trade. Um, What was uh, overall our position groups? I would try to help me remember. We have our, on the offensive side, we've got our running backs, Wide receivers and tight ends, correct? Yep. I have offensive line, I thought. You've got yeah, you've oh. got your offensive line. Yep. Oh, that's right. You did pick offensive line. I believe and so. Then... No, I did pick receiver. You're right. No, I screwed up. I'm receiver. 
We talked about offensive line, but we scratched it. We did. I'm honestly it. surprised Matt just didn't go off the board and pick fullback. I'm I really surprised almost, you didn't strong arm your that way would have been tough. fullbacks. That would have been tough. I literally almost just was like, you know what, screw running backs. I'm going to surprise Matt with fullbacks. But it was just like, who would be the third by Kuhn and uh, Taylor? Like, you know, oh. we'll talk. We'll talk after. There's yeah. plenty of. <laughs> Do a whole podcast about that. Plenty. <laughs> so you've got wide receivers, Janelle. You took running backs. Yep. And I took tight ends. Defensively, I've got the linemen, and. Janelle, you took linebackers, correct? Yep. And then, Matt, you've got our secondary group. Got the boys in the back end. Yes, sir. Got the boys in the back. Mm-hmm. Got the horses in the back. There you go. Um, all right. That's, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> That right there should just tell you where we're at right now. Let's, yep. let's get started, guys. Um, who wants to kick us off offensively? Uh, Janelle, do you want to start us with your running backs? Sure. I tried to do, I tried to kind of pick ones from older times, but it was like, okay, well, Jim Taylor technically was a fullback, so I kind of had to do a little bit more modern day. So I've got Amon Green, Aaron Jones, and James Starks. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. No offense to James Starks or any of his family members out there, but he's... <laughs> He's not sitting on the bench, nor is he strapping up the helmet. He's oh my okay. Gosh. <laughs> okay, but here's but here's the thing though, uh, like a, like playing devil's advocate, he's the only one that has a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> okay, he was a phenomenal running back. I thought I loved watching him. But out of the three, I'm not cutting him on green. You know how hard it was. I'm not to cutting third, Matt. Cut me some slack. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I just. Oof. Janelle, I don't know, but I don't know though. Hard to find another one because you also had. I mean, you've got Edgar Bennett on this list. Uh, I mean, you could have you could have gone. Uh, it was Paul hard Horning. to find someone that I thought you would pick over Jones and Green. That was my struggle. That's okay, fair. That's, that's fair enough. I figured I was like, no matter who I pick as this third slot, that's who's probably going to get cut. <laughs> that's okay. actually a really good point. So that's you can argue point. start and bench. <laughs> That see now that's even harder, Dan. Like I already yeah, did, had the emphatic slam dunk with James Starks being snipped. Like, what do yeah. you got? Boy, that's that is tough. I just I feel like you almost you almost have to like kind of decide what uh, what offense you're running with it. Good, you know, because like James, like or uh, Aaron Jones is the perfect running back to fit into the offense that's being run right now, where there's a lot of pass catching out of the backfield. Not to say that Amon Green couldn't catch out of the backfield, but he was a primarily a run first running back, you know, like that was the offense that they played in and that's what he excelled at. Um, like, I think if I'm just going to go, like if I'm looking at just the best running back to that, I'm going to start in any offense. Um, like I'm going to pick Amon Green. Yep. So I would Absolutely. I would start him and sit Aaron Jones and then yeah, James Starks is, you know, working at Jiffy Loop tomorrow. I mean James Starks is honestly just doing what he's doing right now in twenty twenty. He's just not playing football. That's it. Right. <laughs> he, can, he can go about his business what he wants, but he's just not playing ball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man. So Matt, is that the is that the way you're you see yeah. this? Yeah, I like I would slightly like I agree it's Amon Green I would slightly argue with you though that like I think we are going to see the trend of the offense go a little bit back more towards the ground and pound just with the AJ Dillon draft 
three offensive linemen. They obviously bring in Wick, Rick Wagner, uh, extend Lane Taylor, as you mentioned. So they're trying to sure up that line, and they're adding guys to that that backfield. So I think Amon Green's a great guy to have back there, and it's tough to sit Aaron Jones after all the, the great year he had and will continue success he'll have in Green Bay. But, yeah, I got to agree. It's Amon Green, starter, no yeah. doubt. Janelle, is that the way you saw this playing out in your head? Yes, because especially because Aaron Jones is still pretty young and fresh in the league. Um, and I, I felt bad. I was like, gosh, I'm going to put James Starks on here and it's going to be automatic cut. But I was also thinking Ryan Grant, but I don't think that changes your thoughts. But no, like, I'm on no, Green. No, what, I don't know. If I threw Ryan Grant in there, would it have kind of skewed your thoughts more? Or would Not you have thought about it more and still cut him? I would have. I. I think I. I think I still would have cut Ryan Grant, but I think I would have thought about a long, long. Yeah. Run. See, I love yeah. James Stark, so I was like, well, maybe. I was like, whatever. But no, that's kind of the way I thought it would go to. Like Amon Green was just like the all-time running back for the Packers, so it's hard to bench him behind Jones, even though Jones could end up being just as good come the end of his career. Yeah. And that's and see that's the thing too. That's what I like about these ones is like. You don't, it doesn't have to be a, you know, top three in each position kind of discussion, you know, because obviously there's like a ton of, there's a ton of talent that like, we're not going to talk about, like with the running backs, like, you know, there's all the players from the Lombardi era that, you know, aren't, that didn't make the cut, but like, it really doesn't matter because that's not what we're talking about. Like it's between those three guys, exactly. which becomes a much different I didn't discussion. I pick the top three all-time Packers running backs. I picked right. just three that I thought you could make an argument with. Exactly. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, Matt, why don't you give us one? You want to go? Uh, uh, yeah. I'll hit you with my receivers. We'll stay on the offensive side okay, of the ball. Right. So I need to also preface just like Dan did. My favorite thing is when we record these podcasts and we forget to mention certain people and people just love to remind us that we forgot them. So I'm glad right. Dan reminded everyone <laughs> that of course we only were limited to three. So my receivers just like Janelle, I had a difficulty pulling. I wanted to pull from all generations to some extent. Um, and I think I was able to accomplish that. So first, I'm going with James Lofton. Okay. Next, we're going Don Hudson. Mm-hmm. And then third, Jordy Nelson. Ooh, you had to throw in Janelle's boy. Well, obviously, my answer is pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle, Janelle, that was a bump set, and I'll let you spike that. It's coming out of the school year. I gave you an easy one. Yes, thank you. Especially since last episode, I got a restraining order against him. So yeah. <laughs> I'll give this one, especially the day after his birthday, as we're recording this. So yeah. <laughs> well, I okay. So I'll so you start, start so you start Jordy Janelle. Yeah, I would definitely start Jordy, and then I think I would have to. Bench Hudson and cut Lofton. Wow, like, that's Hudson such a hard decision. Such a legend. It's hard. Like, yeah. how do you cut him? Yeah, that's a tough one. Jeez. Like, it's not like Lofton is like. You know what I mean? He's still great too. It's just this is a game where we just kind of hate what we're doing. I feel and like. <laughs> you saw the bed Janelle late or made. Don't make it hard on yourself. See, that's what happened. She had to cut a legend. Don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, man, this is tough. 
I honestly think the picture that was sent in our group chat was harder to decide. The one yeah. That- so the so the oh. picture, and I can't remember what the social media post was that there was a Packer account that tweeted it, and it was uh, just a start bench cut, and it was Devonte Adams, Jordy Nelson, and Donald Driver. And that one's that, that one one's, still is stressing me out. <laughs> so I'm glad Matt didn't follow that one. Honestly, yeah. if. Okay, I'll give my opinion on the picture in a second, but um, the one that that Matt just gave us here, I think. Oh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start Don Hudson. And, I'm going to bench. I'm gonna bench. Jordy Nelson and cut James Lofton. I don't know why I was holding my breath right there as if it's actually something that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I was fist pumping. I was fist pumping thinking he was going to cut Jordy and he went with Janelle. I I, I wussed out. I did. I did. (laughs) I can feel it coming. Matt, how how do you see that playing out? I would go... I would probably go Don Hudson, James Lofton, Jordy Nelson. And I'm probably just... A lot of Jordy Nelson, I mean, you could probably say it for a lot of receivers. I just like Jordy, when I watch his highlights, I don't remember him being so damn fast. And he really is on the highlights. Mm-hmm. And I just like, like that, that is really no justification over my answer other than the fact that I just <laughs> think like some, some one of it was just the way that offense ran. They had a ton of weapons on it. And it was just like a high power. There was zero run game. It was basically Aaron Rodgers throwing 45 times a game, therefore inflated his opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, where these guys, James Lofton, Don Hudson, did it when the forward pass was, you know, very new. He was still green. I mean, besides James, obviously, he was there for a little while longer. But uh, that's how I do it. I would keep the legends, the the historic legends. Jordy is a legend. He's just not, <laughs> damn, at, Better Sorry, Janelle. I didn't Gotta Janelle. tread lightly around this topic. I wasn't even trying to go for that there, but that actually ended up coming out wrong. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pivot to, I guess, uh, Dan's uh, dance position group. Yeah. So I've got I've got the tight end group here, and so I went I went a certain way with this one um, because, like, tight end for me, especially with the Packers, there it's I needed to do a little bit of like digging and some research into you know into the history a little bit because it's not as a sexy a position and like you know I, I wanted to I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to miss anybody. Um, so I want to I want to clarify that right off the bat, Paul Kaufman is the statistically and overall probably the best tight end the Packers have ever had. Um, you know, he played in that kind of James Lofton area and like led the team and everything. Like he's the best tight end. So I I didn't want to include him on this list because I went with the tight ends. I went with three guys who I think had a lot of talent and showed it and are Packer greats, but all had injury issues, which I think levels the playing field for everybody. I like that. So you've got Mark Chimura, Bubba Franks, and Jermichael Finley. Ooh. All three guys, really good players, yeah, yeah. had their success in their own right, but all dealt with some significant injuries, especially, obviously, Jermichael. Definitely. Dang. I'll start. I I actually was making my own list before you guys did this to see, like, I was jotting players down, and Jermichael was my number one tight end. Like, I just felt like his talent level and his production what he could do after the catch was so incredible that yeah like what could have been and I just want to see that again so I'm gonna throw him in as a starter 
Uh, I'm going to sit Bubba Franks. My biggest knock on Bubba Franks was that stupid tip ball move he would do all the time. He would always tip the ball up to himself and then catch it. Like I don't think that would fly in 2020. And then Mark Chimura, not a big fan of him. Uh, We'll sit him and just just leave it at that. Janelle, where does your list fall out from Dan's uh, tight end group? Yeah, so if I'm being honest, I probably will get ridiculed for this. I don't even know the first guy that you talked about. Um, oh, I know. Kaufman? That's okay. So I, he's, You're probably not the only person that's listening to this that's done the same thing. Yeah, like, I'm sorry I don't know every pack that ever played. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Um, he was a, he was he was a staple of that that ninety six ninety seven offense. Mark okay, Schimmer so I was it. like maybe a year old. Cut me some slack, everybody who's no, listening. I, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Everybody yeah. who's listening, I'm not you guys. Cutting all the slack. <laughs> so with him probably being cut because I don't remember ever seeing him play, I would probably start Bubba and sit Finley just because Finley can really irritate me sometimes so I feel like it would just feel good to bench him once in a while and he he had those butterfingers a lot like he would miss the simple plays and make the big play like Mm -hmm. all dude come on so I'd probably bench him for something like an easy one slipping through his fingers Janelle is ruling her team with an iron fist. Gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. One of those guys that it's like he comes on social media, and I'm just like, ooh, again, here we go. (laughs) The person that just asked to be cut all the slack is cutting zero slack for any other place. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very hypocritical that way. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think, I think Janelle, you, you might be right. I think. I think I maybe lean towards Bubba Franks as a start because, like, we actually saw more of what he could do over his career. Like, Jermichael, you know, I think he gets – he doesn't get, like, a, a pass, but, like, I, I think there's something to be said, like, maybe we overinflate exactly how great of a player he was because of his injury history. Not to take away from what kind of player he was, but, like, I don't know. Like, I think maybe – that just that has to temper it a little bit. So I would go start mm-hmm. Bubba, sit Jermichael, and cut Mark Chimura. I like it. Defensively, um, let's start. We'll just start back back up at the top. Uh, Janelle, you've got the linebackers. Yeah, so mine I'm are interested. a little bit more modern era, just because I feel like these three could create a really good discussion. So I had Zadarius Smith, Clay Matthews, and AJ Hawk. Oof. Someone's some old guy's so pissed you didn't you didn't say Ray Nitschke. Oh, I, I wanted to throw him in the list, but I feel like he would have been an easy okay. Well, he's either starting or benched. I was like, at least this will create. So my my running backs were a little more obvious. This one I like a little bit more discussion. She so said AJ so Hawk, Clay Matthews, and Zadarius. Yep. Oh man. Because well, no matter I, who you cut, you're probably sad about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually, I'm going to say, I guys, I think this one for me, it's actually kind of easy. Really? I'm, I'm going to start AJ Hawk. I'm going to sit Zadarius Smith. I'm going to cut, cut Clay Matthews. Hmm. I think, I think, 
I think AJ Hawk is a very underrated Packer, especially no, when it comes to one. linebacker. Like um, I loved the trio of Kevin Green as the coach, and then AJ yeah. and Clay, and they all had the long hair. It was like mm-hmm. better times, man, better times. Seriously, though, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm just looking at too like too through the lens of like recency bias, but like. Clay Matthews, he's kind of soured for me. Like the end of his tenure with the Packers just wasn't awesome. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really care for it. And Z, like he had, he's had one amazing season with the team. And but is it enough to, you know, upset or take out the the starter who basically quarterbacked that entire defense through the Super Bowl run and then those, you know, couple years where. It was a couple NFC championship runs in there too. And also he's an Ohio State guy, so how can I hate that? Yeah, see, I knew there was some bias with your answer. That's, I'm bringing some rationale to this episode. Okay, we're just going to start in the middle here. I'm going to sit Clay Matthews. I'm starting Zadarius Smith, and I'm taking Dan's recency goggles or living in the moment spectacles, whatever he called them, and I'm starting Z. And then I'm 100% cutting AJ Hawk. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like there's so many linebackers that could have done what AJ Hawk did. Maybe I'm just, again, forgetting the past and how solid he was and just a staple in that defense, but never anything overly spectacular. I just, there's nothing to make me want to keep AJ Hawk on my team. Like, that's just. The only thing AJ <laughs> Hawk did was come in every single year quarterback that defense and lead the team in set in, in tackles oh, yeah because charles woodson didn't quarterback a defense once or twice no he did not i'm Look, just hey, dude I, I, i'm a second now, if we now if you want to take this and turn it into a michigan ohio state thing then you bring jacob westendorf down here and you tell him meet me in temecula and i'll <laughs> take him on in this but the middle linebacker is the quarterback of that defense, and AJ Hawk played it like a goddamn fiddle. He, he, he. Ah, I, out Nick of all Barnett the three guys you're telling, down, me. Nick no. Barnett goes down in week one, and AJ Hawk or week five, I think, and AJ Hawk comes in and, and, and takes over that defense and leads that team to a Super Bowl. If AJ Hawk isn't leading that team, it's a completely different situation. What about Clay Matthews tipping it though? That completely like that was a big game changer momentum swing in the Super Bowl. I understand. And he's got better <laughs> hair than AJ Hawk. Think about that. Oh, this I, is a hair game now for you. <laughs> well, if we're gonna if we're gonna bring in an alma mater game, it's it's we're gonna make it a hair game. <laughs> All right, so now that that possibility is all <laughs> on the table. Uh, where are we at? So we're at linebacker. I mean, Jenna, what, how do you have the the linebackers shaken out? This one was really tough to me because these are all, like, I think these are my top three to ever play this position. Like, my, fa- my personal favorites to ever watch in this position. Okay. So... I think it's really hard for me to not want to start primetime Clay Matthews. Like, my gosh, I just loved what he did. And him and AJ Hawk, they did play together. So it's like, 
I don't know, maybe Clay learned a little from Hawk because Hawk was obviously a little older, but oh my gosh, just the way that Matthews, and, and I'm not thinking his later years because yes, people get older, they're not, they don't live in their prime forever, so I'm just thinking like the Super Bowl era, and I think about all these plays where he was just a game changer, and the hair man, come on, like you said, gotta see it flowing out there, so... Mm-hmm. I think I would have to start Clay. You got to start the Predator. I mean, when he has his own niche like that, you got to start him. So, starting the Predator. And then I think, I don't want Dan to yell at me, but I'm going to bench Zadarius because he's another up-and-comer. Like, we've only seen one year of him, but I think he is going to be the new face of this defense. So I'm not going to cut him, and AJ Hawk can continue doing his podcasting and just interviewing Jordy Nelson and loving life. Yep, and and it's because AJ AJ Hawk doesn't have a good nickname. That's also why Dan. Do you have any other <laughs> reasons, Dan? I mean, out of everybody on this list, he's the only player to win a championship <laughs> in college and in the pros. But but we're talking about know. the Packers. I... We're not talking about college let Look, that one I, go I'm, again i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little subdued right now because i got yelled at for being very loud because it's kind of late here and i kind of forgot what time <laughs> it was. So i'm kind of i'm kind of trying to reel myself back in because i got yelled at for being an asshole Yikes. <laughs> um okay <laughs> matt let's let's go to the cornerback group cornerback group like i try to do something that dan did i was I was going to do what you did, Dan, actually, for um, the receivers, for a bunch of injured guys. I didn't come mm-hmm. up with a good list. It was only Javon Walker, and then I kind of just gave up. So for the cornerbacks, I am looking at guys that are kind of, I would say, polarizing. And by that, I just mean, like, their production at times was polarizing. So mm-hmm. we're going to start with a guy, an OG of the, the 90s, Craig Newsom. We're going to also hit you with a little Mike McKenzie. You want to talk good hair. Oh, and then uh, another layup, I guess. Ahmad Carroll. Man, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to think about Ahmad Car- Ahmad Carroll's like whole season or whole career, I should say. A lot of pass interference penalties. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. So Ahmad, so Ahmad Carroll, Mike McKenzie, Craig Newsom, Craig Newsom. It's not a sexy list by no means. I didn't do you any favor. I mean, I gave you no, a little you bit did. of a lay. I gave you a little bit of a layup. I feel like on one of them, but really, like, I just all three of those guys. Obviously, they all have different reasons why I put them on my list from what I watched their play, but. None of them I was overly ecstatic about when I'd see them maybe matched up one on one with a, a you know high profile receiver. So I think I'm gonna I'll start us off. I think I'll start Ahmad Carroll, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit um, Craig Newsom, and I'm gonna cut Mike McKenzie. Oh my gosh. Whoa. I need to hear Janelle's before I even can say anything now. 
Okay, well, I'm just like quickly looking up these people. So go ahead. You're good. <laughs> I uh, I think just by getting a quick overview, I feel like I would want to start Craig Newsome just because he helped beat New England. I don't know what he did, but that's like the first thing I see. So obviously he has some kind of significance over the other two, unless they, I, I don't know enough about these guys to know when they played, but. 90s babies. They're 90s guys. And yeah. uh, Mod was a little earlier, 2000s, but yeah. So I think probably start Craig Newsome. And then I think I would probably bench Carol and cut McKenzie. Wow, McKenzie gets cut by both of you. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I love Janelle's list. How is Dan, how are you starting a mod Carol? That's what I want to know. He didn't go to Ohio State. He's <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas Razorback. I yeah, I I know that he didn't go to Ohio State. I get that. Good, good. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, for me, it almost, I just feel like I remember Mike McKenzie more playing for the Saints. Ooh. And so maybe, so I don't know. I just, Mike McKenzie in my personal book just never, never really did it for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's really not like a, there's really not like a, uh, not a not a like any like hard reasoning behind it. Not like well, my linebacker. Pick. Well, that's fine. You and Janelle both got Mike <laughs> McKenzie. I'm coming at you for the Ahmad Carroll stuff. Like okay. you liked the you liked Ahmad Carroll's play. Like you thought he was good. Um, because I thought this was the layup of the group. That and I I was completely baffled and I couldn't spoil it until Janelle gave her list. So, I mean, I. I'm only starting Ahmad Carroll because he's really the only player I remember watching um, as a Packer. Okay. Really. Because uh, I remember really the tail end of Mike McKenzie's career with the Packers. Um, and so, like, I, I guess the, really that's – I really that, – I guess that's my – that's my reasoning behind it. I guess maybe I could. Are you, I don't know. I I could go Craig Newsom starting over Ahmad Carroll if that's if that kind it's of your list. It's better, your list. I, it's your list. Flip it. Flip it. I I like it better. Fair enough. Sorry to yeah. talk you out of it. <laughs> this what about kind of a bummer wait. list, Matt? It was just kind of like. I know it wasn't. It, it wasn't know? fun. It was not fun. It was like it not, was it was like a it was like a dentist appointment. It's not like a I don't want to call it a bummer, but it's just like out of all of the cornerbacks you could have picked. <laughs> it's like I'm just now realizing I'm starting Craig Newsom, who literally played four years in the league. But whatever, he's got a ring, so he can start, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this was yeah. a real nut punch of a of a list. Man. Yeah, if I had to, I would probably go Mike. I would probably go Mike McKenzie, Craig Newsom, Ahmad Carroll. All right, I can't not hate a, against it. I really not a, can't. Not not a great list. I'm I'm interested to see what everyone else thinks. But yeah, we should have made Mac go last because now I'm afraid people have zoned out and checked out <laughs> of the podcast. Well, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save the podcast here, the whole episode, <laughs> with my last. Are one. we going back in time again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if we're going back in time, I'm ready. 
All right. I've got defensive line. Yep. So, I I know the question you're going to ask. Is Reggie White on this list? I feel like that's unfair if he's on the list, you know? The answer is yes, he is oh on this list. Oh my gosh. And you're also probably asking, is Willie Davis on this list? And the answer is yes, it is. He is. So you've got Willie Davis and Reggie White. And your third one, a bit of a wild card. It's the sack man himself, KGB, Kareem, or Kabir oh, Baja Biamila. Man. Because I, wa- I wanted to throw this at you guys, because you've got two surefire Hall of Fame all-time players. But then you've also got KGB, who, if not for Clay Matthews going wild for a couple of seasons, like still holds the Packer sack record. Yep. I I have to start Reggie White. No doubt about it. You make a good argument for KGB, but he's uh he's going to be turning his playbook. So, mm-hmm. he's cut Willie Davis sitting the bench. I just that's so oh man, I was really hoping that third one was going to but that it's almost I couldn't cut either of those two guys. Those guys are staples in the Packers organization. Not that KGB wasn't, but he just kind of was at a point where it's like they were in between mini dynasties, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm i probably leaning the same way Matt is. Like, it's Reggie White. How do you put him on the bench? Or, okay. or on your team at all. So Reggie's got to start. And then Willie Davis is one of my boys. Like, I love watching his highlights. I love when he's on, like, the America football pastime stuff. I love when he comes up and talks about all that good stuff. So I got to keep him on the team and uh, cut KGB, unfortunately. But you got to do what you got to do. All right. I I feel that. I, I was really... I was kind I was just I was like that I'm like the the guy that's got the dollar on the string around the corner and I'm just trying to see if you'll take the bait on it because Yeah, yeah Dan, we saw the string, okay? And it was a fake <laughs> it was a fake dollar. So jokes on It was you. my picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, obviously like the decision here is between Reggie White and Willie Davis cuz like I don't think you can start KGB over either of them even though like in his prime KGB was like one of the best just pure speed rushers he was fun like he was fun he's re- he was the first jersey i ever had i still have my signed autographed KGB jersey um but yeah i think it's i think Reggie White it's it's hard to start anybody it's hard to start anybody over him but um, man, that that is a tough one. I don't think you could be. I don't think you could be faulted either way. So I'll I'll just kind of keep it fresh and I'll go Willie Davis starting Reggie White sit and cut KGB just to keep things a little bit fresh. But I really think you could start either of those two and no one would be upset with you. So that's what I got. I like it. So guys, uh, I guess we'll. We'll put this. This is perfect Twitter fodder. So oh, yeah. let us know what you think about this. Um, 
Or even send us your start bench cut. Yeah, yeah. I'd love I... to, even though these kind of stress me out, they're fun. Real, real quick, real quick. I know we decided not to do this, but start, cut, bench, quarterbacks. Uh, I'm just going to say start Jordan Love and just everything after that. <laughs> Fine. Start Jordan I... Love, uh, bench Tim Boyle, and cut Rodgers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, set up, I set up a perfectly good stack of blocks, and Matt just came in and knocked them all down and said, playtime is over. Yeah, Dan, no more. back, back did, to work, Dan. <laughs> I didn't know what I would have said for the quarterback if we decided to do that, which is tough when you have three. Like, well... Two Hall of Fame, one potential, so or one most likely. Yeah. So maybe I'll just say it, you know. Say it, just say it. Right yeah, now. just because why not? What what else are you guys doing? So, I would probably start Aaron Rodgers, just because I feel like he has like what every other quarterback has, and then some. Gotta keep Bart. Because he's Bart Starr, he kind of he's like what you look at when you think of the Packers. He is what you look at, and he's kind of set the tone for this whole organization. And Brett Favre, he love him, but he could really just sling the ball in the wrong way, and you know he could be a liability sometimes. So he could either be really hot or really not. If I had to, he'd be the one I'd have to cut. It hurts me. Because I love Favre, but out of the three, I think he'd be the one that'd have to go. He'll probably find another team to play for anyways. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Yeah, Yeah, he'll retire and then come back and it'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, guys, as we wrap this up, I want to remind you, we got more episodes coming out each and every day here on the Pack-A-Day Podcast at Pack-A-Day Podcast on Twitter where you can follow us. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all the good stuff. Um, we are all three are on there as well. I'm on there at DK all the way. Um, guys, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter still at Matt underscore Frey underscore. It's at M A T T underscore F R A underscore. Janelle, where are you on Twitter? You're going to definitely have more time now with the, with the school break. I mean, you're going to be on there all the time. I know. I'm probably just going to live on Twitter now. Yeah. You can find me at big Mac underscore four Mac is M A C K. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for sticking around and playing with us. Let us know what you thought of our picks. Um, But until we're on next time, stay safe and go back up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.